Because this is good. It's only 96 proof. Wait. 96 or 86? Tell me the percent and I'll tell you the proof. 47. Okay, it's 94, 94 proof. proof. Why did I say 96? I, go, I, I, I lost my head. I don't know. Right. 94 proof. Okay. The See, the finish. secret is I just multiply by two. Right. You may I not know you. this. Well, if hanging out and drinking is something that you want to do, well, let me introduce you to my boys, Mad and Drew. For fun and laughs and spirits, there's just one place to go. It's time for the Whiskey Tequila Friday Show. Whiskey Tequila Friday Show with my boys, Matt and Drew. Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. And happy Friday to everybody out there, and welcome to Whiskey Tequila Fridays, our podcast where we drink a little whiskey, we drink a little tequila, we educate, we libate, and we try to have some fun. We're going to have a lot of fun. All right. So, I'm Matt, I am the whiskey guy, and with me is my buddy Drew. Drew, how are you doing today? Man, I am doing great. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, this one's going to be kind of interesting. We don't really have a a theme yeah per usually se. usually we like to put on a cute little title and the two are paired because of a theme not so much this time but they they pair really well together yes and this we know yeah we got lucky i yep. had a hunch that this bottle would match your bottle yep and it struck gold right we've we, been we, oh my gosh been sipping a little bit here just and a little bit yeah let's get into it on the whiskey side i have jack daniels Single barrel rye. Love it. And I didn't even know that Jack Daniels made a rye to begin with. How about that? So yeah, we'll we'll get into it. Yeah. And it's a single barrel, so there's gonna be a little variation, right? From one bottle to the next, depending on what barrel it is. What do you have? So I've got a Herradura Reposado. And we'll discuss why this is important, but it is from 2003. And we just cracked it, so that mm. little tax strip is busted. Yep. But it was it was worth it. it was, oh, my yeah. gosh. And we're going to get delicious. into it. We're going to get into it. I can't it. wait. I can't wait. All right. <laughs> so excited. All right. Let's get into the whiskey here. You said you never really knew that Jack Daniels I had no, has a rye. I got to be honest. I don't know that I have seen anything but Jack Daniels... Black label. Just the old, old number seven. Old, yeah. Old number I was going to yeah. say old number 13. <laughs> See, I don't even know. What, I don't know Jack. It's, it's I don't know enough. Jack. It's close enough. The, what does one person say? I don't know shit about fuck. <laughs> right? Yeah, Ruth Langmore. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So I don't know shit yeah. about Jack, I yeah. guess. No, that's all right. So old number seven. That's more familiar. Yeah. The, <laughs> I bought a 375 solely on the purpose of tasting this without committing to a full bottle. Oh, yeah, for sure. This comes around $54 for the full bottle. Okay. And $26 for the half, for the 375. Their mash bill is 70% rye. Oh, wow. And then 18% corn, 12% malted barley. Is 70% high rye? It's certainly not barely legal. 
That's up for debate. That's a good question because I, I believe for a lot of whiskey connoisseurs, a lot of people in the know, if you get a whiskey that is 51% rye and then a fairly large percent of corn and malted barley, they're going to call those barely legal ryes. Gotcha. It's also known as a Kentucky rye. The typical Pennsylvania the Monongahela rye. That's the 95.5. What? <laughs> nice. I, I'm sorry. So, I've, I've gotten you off on a tangent, right. though. Yeah. Let's so, get back to the Jack Daniels. So this would, this would be considered a, a bourbon-y rye because okay. it has corn in it. Gotcha. Yeah, as opposed to a 95.5, which has no corn in it. Yeah. Much more of that rye spice. That 18% corn is going to impart some sweetness because that's the number one thing that corn imparts is okay. sweetness. All right. I don't believe we have an age statement. Does Jack Daniels ever have an age statement? They do. They come out with a 10-year. Oh, okay. And now they have a bonded. They now have a bottled really? and bond of uh, the Tennessee whiskey, and they have a bonded they call Triple Mash, which is their Tennessee whiskey, their rye, and their single malt blended gotcha. together. Gotcha. All right. So this is going to be... You know, spicier than the traditional Tennessee whiskey. Yeah. It's a rye. Okay. But I'm impressed with this. Let's let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's smell it. Give it a little nose. It's been sitting in the glass now for a little bit. And yeah. Now, we've already tasted this, but I think it even smells buttery. In fact, when we first popped it, that was the thing that I noticed the most. I feel like that's deadening as time goes on, but this is kind of a stereotypical rye. It's it is. not like we say sticking your head in the bag of rye bread. No. It kind of reminds me of Sagamore. Okay. The Sagamore rice. Yeah. And so then and then that little buttery flavor. Yeah, that buttery note, which I think might be because of the twelve percent malted barley. Okay. But who knows? But let's give it a try. Cheers. Cheers. All right, so I can tell you I'm going to go buy the large bottle of this. The finish is like a high-proof whiskey. Like, it's still going. It is a long finish. A long finish for a 94-proof whiskey. You know what I really like about this one? It's not blowing you away with the high alcohol content. You can pull out some flavors, and I feel like if... If you think of a mixing board at a recording studio that we've all seen, if you took all of those knobs and moved them right to the middle, right to five, like I feel like that's where it is. Yeah. It's super well balanced. Nothing sticks out, but you can get a little taste of everything. Right. Yeah. No, I got some orange. I got some citrus, like orange. I got yeah. some clove. I did get the, the, the caraway, the normal rice, right. spices. A tiny bit of black pepper, but you're right. Very well balanced. Very well balanced. Just a little bit of everything. And the the finish, mouth-watering. Yes. Long, and this is not for someone who doesn't like the spicy end of whiskey. For sure. However, this is right in my wheelhouse. I think this could make a great cocktail. Oh, for sure. But also just fine sipping neat. Absolutely. A little curious how it would be with an ice cube. You know, if that might water it down a little too much, but I'm willing to try it. It's been hot lately. 
Yeah, right. I'm so yeah. drinking whiskey in the summer heat's not the best. That's that's about the time you discover you need the ice cube, isn't yeah, it? Right. But let's go in for another sip. Let's do it. I got something different on that one. What'd you get? So do you remember when we were trying that Rebel 100 and we were talking about something kind of like a soapy flavor or okay. soapy nose? Yeah, and sure. not necessarily astringent. I did your little trick of taking a sip and then putting, you know, nosing it again before swallowing it. And I felt like I got a little bit of that soapy note, which I actually enjoy. It was pleasant. It's a pleasant soapy note. It's not like washing Ralphie's mouth out with soap. Life boy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, I can can get that. For me, it came off more as a little perfumey. Okay. But I think we might be talking about the same thing. Sure, and sure. My, my thought was, if you are against Jack Daniels because of what you had in college or yeah. The, yeah. the misnomer that the old number seven is just cheap whiskey there on the shelf or whatever, this is still worth looking into. It's worth trying because this is very different from the regular Tennessee whiskey. Right. If I did not know the manufacturer and you had said, who do you think makes this? I, Jack Daniels would have never been on my right. list. Right. Even from Tennessee would have been the last thing on your mind. Sure. Yeah, sure. No, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. This is a well-balanced, really tasty whiskey. It is. It is. One more sip. Yep. I don't know about you, but that last sip, that was a little more bourbony for me. That was, it was a little sweeter. It kicked up the sweetness. I also, I was really thinking about perfume versus soap, and, and I got a little bit of that perfume just because I'm thinking about it. It's hard not to, once, yeah. once it's in your head, it's hard, right. yeah. But yeah, a little sweeter. The finish wasn't quite as long on that, but still long. Yes, for a 94. 94, yes. <laughs> I'm going to be happy when you buy a full bottle of that because we'll yeah. sip on that. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good whiskey. All right. Let's go. You Moving ready? on Moving to the on. tequila. I'm excited about this one. So this is a special little find. It's a Herradura Reposado. Or Eradura. Or Eradura. Do you say the H? I don't you know. You have to roll the R's too. Ooh, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. It's got the little horseshoe. Right. On the uh, label, I believe that that's what that translates to, Herradura, yeah. is the horseshoe. The newer, I'm doing air quotes, the yes. newer bottles have made a little bit of a comeback. I've seen some ads even on my TV shows. Yeah. I've seen some ads. Are- yeah. I, I don't doubt that you have seen some ads. So this is a brand that has an interesting little story. All right. Pre-2001, nobody has any argument the bottles, 2001 and earlier, are the epitome of traditionally produced tequila. Whether it was Tahona or Roller Mill or whatever, it doesn't matter, but there's no argument. 2001, something changes. And the production methods change, and I don't know exactly what changes, but everybody agrees that in 2001, or I should say most people agree, in 2001, something changes and that it gets a little bit different. In 2007, something else changes. And do you want to guess who bought Herradura in 2007? No idea. I'm going to give you a hint. 
This is going to tie the whole show together. Okay. Do you want to guess who buys it? Is it someone that I know? Someone that we've discussed? It's not a person. It's a, it's uh, a, it's a brand or it's a, one of these okay. big conglomerates. Sure. Like a Patron or a Diageo or a... More like a Diageo, but not Diageo. Okay. Let me ask you this. Who makes Jack Daniels? Oh, Brown Foreman. 2007, Brown Foreman buys Herradura. All right. And it's kind of widely accepted in the tequila world that upon that purchase, they moved the uh, production methods to, let's just say, most efficient. Yeah. And least traditional. Okay. And so that if you're getting a bottle 2007, 2008 and on, you're getting probably immature agave cooked in a... Acid bath. Yeah. And with additives. Right. Some people can even break out that 2001 to 2007 to say somewhere between four and six, they see more of a change. So us having this March of 2003 bottle is kind of a special find. Yeah. I'm curious to see what you think of it. This is not the Herradura of today. Right. Still no guarantee one way or the other that this has additives. Correct. But certainly more traditional than than now. Believed to be more traditional than now. Right. I mean, unfortunately, that story, especially in tequila, but yep. a lot of spirits, that happens that way. Yeah. Something gets bought and things change yeah. for the sake of efficiency, for the sake of volume, for the sake of price. Yeah. Give it a nose. There's a little vegetal note to it that I, I kind of like. There, kind there of, is that slight vegetal funk. It's a repo, right? We can it is a repo. Clarify and, that. And this, this one right on the bottle, it says it's aged 11 months, made naturally with no additives. Well, I'm going to we assume can, that if they can put it on the label that way, that we're additive free. Yeah. It helps to know that this is 11 months because it does have a fairly a dark it is color dark. compared to the ripples we've been having. You know, some of the ripples we have right. from a distance, you like can't the, even tell if it's a Blanco or not. Right. Like, it's so faint. This right. one definitely has a, a yellow gold color to it, right? Like it a, is very... It, th- this one stands up to the, to the jack. Like some light champagnes. It has a nice golden color to it. I would you say know. this is darker than most champagnes right. even. Yeah. And on the nose, getting a good bit of barrel. I like the way it noses. I really do. Because it's not just agave forward. Right. You have to look for it a little bit. It's there, but... It's a lot of barrel. It's a lot of cooked agave. And I'm with you. It's it's that freshly sliced green pepper. Right. Just a hint of it. You know, just, yeah. the, just the juices that are right. left on the cutting board. Not even right. the pepper itself. Right. Just right. the... I'm ready. Yeah, let's go. Salud. Salud. My first thought tasting this was, holy cow, how buttery was that rye? Because <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a pleasant taste, but it was right. so thin on my, it was so thin on my palate because I still had that memory of that, just that thick, oily feeling, that butteriness. Yeah. But, well, you're the whiskey guy. <laughs> you but, should lean that way. But anyway, getting into this, this is complex. This has a lot of different notes to it. I got a lot of vanilla, a little bit of caramel, a little bit of those barrel notes, but then the agave is there. There is uh, that that vegetal note comes through. There's a pepper note that I like. 
It's a little bit of spice. Really, really interesting. Yeah, and I felt like it was very agave forward. But the barrel comes in. You know how a lot of times we talk about you got to sip this a couple times to get past the agave? You don't have to sip this a couple of times. It's front palate is agave, turns into barrel, and then I get, I'm with you, I get all of that vanilla and that little background of green. Yeah, and the finish is long. This is only 80 proof. So once again, yeah. But a very, I don't know what our palates are doing tonight, but it's very just, mouthwatering finish. Yeah, lasting a long time. I think that these are going to go very well together. Yeah, with. But we're not there yet. Oh, okay. Let's have right. another sip. Right. Ready? Hold up your Riedel tequila. Look at the legs on this thing. It's syrupy. That's it for what it is. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, now. Talk a little bit about how easy or hard this would be to find. Because my whiskey is fairly readily available on any and every shelf. Yeah. Where Can you talk a little bit about where you found this or how you found this? So let's remember this is nearly 20 years old on the bottling. I, nobody said fucking... What are you doing? I was just trying to get it ready. <laughs> I'm such a loser. So, the production quality on this show. <laughs> I can't believe anybody listens. <sighs> we like it, though. Um, this is 20 years old. So, But it was mass-produced. Right. There's a lot of it hanging out there. You're probably not going to find it on the store shelf. You found this in our area? Nope. Okay. This was a friend who had a couple of these who was willing to trade some bottles for something that I found here. I don't even remember what it was. Yeah, okay. So you're probably not going to find 2003 on the shelf. You might. So are there a lot of people out there with it? Yes. Readily available on the shelf? Probably not. Okay. This is nice. I, I like it a lot. I wish we had more of it. This is good. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> One more sip. Let's do it. I don't know about you, but the finish for me just keeps getting longer and longer on this one. I really enjoy the finish. For me, everything was still there. The agave, the barrel notes, a little more pepper for me at that time. I liked... A little more pepper? Yeah. A little black pepper note that I really enjoyed. That... On the front. Yes. Yeah. Mid, mid palate. Mid palate. Okay. But I really, I, I agree with you. The finish for an 80 proof tequila, this is Amazing. a really long finish. Really long. Now, on the finish, are you getting one flavor that pops in more than others? Because I am. For me, it's still a little bit of agave. There's a little bit of a, a bitterness from the oak. Okay. I think the bitterness is where you get that oak from. And then just that vegetal note that continues to go for me. All right. I got, I'm getting a lot of vanilla. Yeah, no, which it's from the barrel. From the barrel, but 11 uh, that's, months. that's what's really kicking up in my head, you know, kind of in the back of the sinuses here. Yeah, no, right? I'd, I'd love to know, go back in time and figure out like where, what kind of barrels they were using, right. where they were sourcing from, if they used second fill or multiple times, if they only used fresh bourbon barrels. I'd love to know that. Well, because we have smaller bottles, I also have the 375, 
Not because I was trying to save money, but because that's what my buddy that's had. That's what you had, yeah. I think we need to reload, and I think we need to get into our specialty. All right, which is? I'm not saying it because you've... Uh, quick sips. <laughs> See, if I say it quietly, it takes you a minute. <laughs> All right, fill these, uh, fill these bad boys up. All right. This is that one dude, Ryan, and you're listening to Whiskey Tequila Friday's podcast. All right. So are we going to go whiskey first, then tequila? At 80 proof and 94 proof? Yeah, no, it's... Not as big of a difference as a lot of the whiskeys that we're tasting. Yeah, the heavy hitters I'm bringing, sure, yeah. Yeah. This is going to be more balanced. Yep. And this one doesn't really hit you like 94 proof. It it sips like an 80. Yep. So I say staying true to the name, let's go whiskey, then tequila. All right. This is the time, my friend, where we bring to our audience our trademarked invention, the Quick Sips. Still brought to you by a YouTube hype horn on Matt's phone. Absolutely. <laughs> That'll never change. <laughs> Ready? Ready? This is where we take a small sip of the whiskey. No rinsing, no waiting, no nothing. Quick nose, quick sip of the tequila. Right. Cheers. Cheers. So for me, that was really nice. For the agave note, I yes. had to wait until almost into the finish. That's yes. Did you notice because that first that first punch of the tequila, it was all just the barrel notes. The the, right. the vanilla and the caramel and even a little bit of the pepper and spice. I had to I was like waiting, where is the agave? Where is the agave? I had to wait until the finish. Then it shows up, you know, the 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 vegetal notes kind of were in the background. I didn't get a ton of that. Yeah, it killed it for me. It was interesting that I had to wait for, for the agave. That was that was interesting to me. Totally agreed. I almost felt like the, the difference in proof made a bigger difference than I thought. Okay. But maybe it was just the sweetness and the wryness. But I'm right with you. I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And then finally some agave shows up. And then when it did, it was glorious. And my mouth is still watering. It's really nice. I feel like these two pair up. They do. Really nicely. They do. I'm excited for the next direction. Yeah. Now, I forget. Do we rinse? We'll rinse for this. We'll rinse and try to clean our palate a little bit. Okay, so let's rinse. Give us a moment. This is Rebecca Sue Neely, and you're listening to Whiskey Tequila Friday's podcast. All right. Magic of the internet. It's been a couple minutes. All right. Now we're going to go the other way. We're going to nose. We're going to sip the tequila. No rest, no rinse, no nothing. Nose and sip the whiskey. This is Quick Sips. Ready? (laughs) You're so happy. You're so happy you get to do that. Salute. Salute. That is a long finish. That was a really long finish. Once again, through the magic of the internet, we cut out two or three minutes of smacking our yeah. lips. <laughs> that was, yeah, it was unbelievable 
how well these two are paired together. Sort of like the first way, I had to wait for the agave. This time, I had to wait for those really spicy notes to kind of kick in. Because Agreed. for me, when I first tasted the rye, it was a kind of a sweet oak, uh, kind of a sweet caramel, a sweet vanilla. There was some spice there, but I had to wait until almost the finish where I was like, oh, there's totally agreed. the spicy rye. Totally agreed. But what a, what a glorious ride to be put on where I'm enjoying these sweet notes and then finishing with this spicy note yes. that just my mouth is still watering. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't believe that, again, being so fairly low proof that these are making them last as long as some of the high proof stuff that I've introduced to you. Yes, these two pair up so nicely together. It takes to about the mid palate before before like this explosion happens, and you say, "Oh yeah, this is a rye whiskey," or "Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is tequila." Usually, when we do this, there's a clear winner. Right. I'm gonna say right now, if I had these two bottles with more in them than we have at the moment. <laughs> I would do nothing but sip them back and forth and back and forth yeah. and just appreciate what each one does for the other. Absolutely. I, I agree. I agree. On, on the podium, there's room for them both because they're yes. little and they're cute. They're yeah. tiny, but we can put them both on the top podium together. This is like the Olympic high jumpers who <laughs> both won gold. That's right. You, you can't determine a winner. No, there's no winner here. They, they both won. Yeah. This you, is you, know, you know who won? Yes. You and me. We won. And if our listener can find this Jack Daniels single barrel rye and a Herradura pre-2007, yeah. I think I think they're going to yeah. win. I'm really excited about these two together. This was a nice matchup. Getting together with your friends and yeah. pouring some good whiskey, pouring some right. tequila, and then being able to sip back and forth, that's what... This yeah. is all yeah. about. And listen, yep. if you've got an old Herradura on your shelf, the special occasion is cracking it open and sharing it with friends. That's right. Absolutely. That Stop always is. waiting. Right. Don't. <laughs> don't wait. Don't wait. Yeah. Let's special, do it. Yeah. The special Call night us. is tonight. <laughs> we'll be there. Give me your ringy dingy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. You ready to wrap this up? All right. Yep. So that about wraps it up for us. We want to... Thank you guys for following. We want to ask you guys to keep listening. Tell your friends, tell your coworkers, and most importantly, give us that five-star rating and leave us a review. We are on social media, but we don't really know what we're doing. <laughs> we, but we do know that that five-star rating helps a big... It does. It helps a lot. Yep. And we want to thank Joby at Forsha Creek once again for our music. And we ask that you... Try to spread some hope and just stay positive, right? Especially on social media. There's plenty of negativity out there. Yeah. yeah. So spread hope and drink responsibly. And if you like drinking whiskey and you like drinking tequila, then it's always a Friday. Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. Oh, we appreciate y'all hanging. But now it's time to go. Come on back for more whiskey to keep a Friday show. We ask that you drink responsibly, 
And if you like drinking whiskey and you like and drinking you- tequila. All of that, and I fucked it up. No, I did. No, I did. You always say the two, and I just say it's always Friday. Yeah. I fucked it up. What do you want to say? What do you want to say? It's always Friday. Okay. I just, I fucked it up. You were looking at me. You were so happy. (laughs) 